0: hey everybody hi we are back Sorry, I don't have Christmas music. I, Christmas music, Squeezer. I haven't. I can't find last year's clip. Fuck if I know what I did with it. Yeah. Huh. Uh. But um, And and I tried getting it again, and it just was slowing down. Uh, Wait, what did we run last week then? I just played sleigh bells over it, and it didn't really sound good. Oh like
1: a, yeah. Oh, that's right. You fully dead in live. Yeah,
0: the ting ting ting. Yeah, so it just didn't work. I I skipped it. It didn't work. It didn't work. That was all right. Hey, it, there could be better. Uh, anyway, we're uh. So by the time this is up, this is two weeks from Christmas Eve, Squeezer. That's crazy. I know, I know.
1: If it goes up at all, there's a uh you know i got all my wishes this year uh-huh. uh we're uh we got two weeks left really for wolves but we did get a massive solar flare so for all we know that we might just like vanish from the internet for a second or two
0: ah shit's supposed
1: to get weird for the next couple of days
0: is it yeah i knew nothing and about the,
1: this i i kept looking outside sorry but uh you're supposed to see uh really strong aurora borealis oh, yeah, i heard that that's french for northern lights yeah um i think uh and i all i could see is a shit ton of light pollution to my north um, <laughs> because it's uh
0: well it's cloudy out there you can't see anything
1: yeah and it's kind of just the haze of a few little um shipping depots just up the road from me mhm um mm-hmm.
0: I have two new ones that just went up over like overnight behind my house. This, they're massive.
1: Oh, really? Like right behind? Like,
0: like right behind the development? Yeah. Oh shit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. On the other side of the train tracks, Squeezer. Literally, the other side of the tracks. Literally on the other side of the train tracks. Yes. The sun is awakening with solar storms that could affect the Earth. Well, you get a
1: little science with your rad years.
0: Uh, N O A A. What's that? National Oceanic
1: National Oceanic and Aeronautical Association. Uh, some, yeah, NOAA. Yeah.
0: NOAA is predicting a strong one Thursday that could generate northern lights as far south as Oregon to Pennsylvania.
1: Yeah, uh, I didn't. I like I said, I didn't see anything that, and mixed that in with a whole bunch of Christmas lights in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. There's this already a healthy glow.
0: I'll say I saw it. Go up to. Jake's house, his parents' house. I, yeah, I was to gonna make,
1: text my sister. She's up on top of a mountain. She can probably
0: and, uh, see it. Uh, so after a lengthy slumber, the sun is waking up, crackling with activity and hurling blistering pulses of energy into space. Solar physicists are expecting an uptick in stormy space weather. With imp- oh, that's not good for yeah, that's not good for satellite dishes or um, yeah, no. or any, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Solar phys- E-Rock, look out, look north. You can probably see it solar physicists are expecting an uptick in stormy space weather space weather <laughs> sounds like like when when you can't explain something They're like oh that's space well yeah weather. well
1: they they know a bunch of
0: dum dums are going to click on this and- uh, space weather <gasps> with implications that affect us here on earth as soon as thursday the national oceanic and atmospheric administration not association is predicting that a solar outburst could generate northern lights of or aur- Aurora as far south as Oregon to Pennsylvania. Enchantress did mention this. She's but I I didn't I, I was like, oh cool. I didn't think anything of it. The flare <laughs> coincides with the onset of solar cycle twenty-five, an eleven-year window within which storminess on the surface of the sun peaks and solar storms become routine. Um, I also read an email from HR that in 2021 there will be 27 pay periods in 20, instead of 26. That only happens every 11 years, so I guess it, it coincides. with... How this. the hell is that? Oh, I don't okay. know. I really don't. I,
1: I, because we still really haven't figured out calendars yet. So yeah,
0: that was the second paragraph of like a five-paragraph HR email, and that's as far as I could get. Well, that's
1: good. you read the important part. We get paid more. We really don't.
0: <laughs> Just tell me that. And oh, yeah. We get paid more. Woohoo. Um, yes, yeah, sunspots are often the sources of solar flares, which can cause high frequency radio blackouts and interrupt, interrupt communications on Earth. Why isn't my fucking ways working? Now oh, the cops are going to come out and pull everyone over because we can't see where they're at because yeah. on ways.
1: Well, and pe- people like fuck up using a GPS when it actually works right. So that's true. That's true. Now it's going to be off by like three feet, and
0: so at the uh, sunspots may also release cor- coronal mass ejections. Whoa, too cor- much coronal. No, cor- coronal. no. Coronal. No. Coronal coronal okay maybe you're right That's yeah, as i read it yeah i mean tomato tomato so fuck you
1: yeah yeah i'm not i'm, I'm just saying it's corona it's the sun's you
0: know mass on earth ejections Ugh. which are yeah. sneeze like eruptions of it mag- sounds
1: it sounds as dirty as it is
0: hmm Sneeze like eruptions of magnetic energy that can bring about occasionally epic displays of the northern lights. Hmm. Yeah, sneezes, All right? Sneezes.
1: You know what they really wanted to write?
2: Hmm.
1: Uh,
0: yeah. Oh, God. You know what the northern lights mean? It means coronal ejections. <laughs>
3: All over your neck and chest.
0: Oh, God.
1: Oh, I shouldn't have. Mm, I should have taken bowel. a sip there.
0: Oh, garage door's closing. That's good. Um. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So that that's that's happening. That's news. Uh, then um. The news I can't I can't get away from, is this like live action Spideyverse. So, apparently, Tobey Maguire was spotted arriving at a costume shop this morning amid rumors of him joining the Spider-Man 3 cast. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, him and and a- Doc Ock is back. Oh, is he? That's
1: what I heard. I but I, I, I would question that how, because I thought, like, you had, like, some shenanigans or something. I could be wrong, but...
0: Uh, they're saying McGuire and Andrew Garfield will both suit up as Spider-Man in the Spider-Man Three, um, the Spider-Man uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man Three, and then hmm. th- they caught Tobey Maguire, so that's r- leading credence to the rumor. Interesting. That would be crazy. Uh, see, the problem is, though, Spider-Man 3 is shooting in uh, Southern Hollywood, which we like to call Atlanta. And uh, Tobey Maguire was in North Hollywood. Hmm. But he might not be needed on set till you know later. They might be doing the early stuff. Yeah,
1: maybe. Yeah, they they try to keep people apart right now.
0: Uh, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Uh, then there is also. Or, or if anything, the um, fact that this could be clickbait because it said, still, fans should take this with a grain of salt. Maguire is attached to a film with a 2021 release date called Babylon. It is the, possible the actor was heading for a costume fitting concerning that project. Oh, oh. So. Or a multitude of other projects that you get Hey, t- but. but if, if Arrested
1: Developments taught us anything, it's that you can have a very successful, hilarious series and film everyone separately.
0: So it's, you can have a very successful and hilarious series, then film everyone separately, and it goes away. <laughs> is that what you mean? Uh, it's no like, longer funny and successful? Yeah, yeah. I couldn't get past one episode of that garbage. It was,
1: yeah. Some things are better off left the way
0: they are. So now they're saying to, Charlie Cox is, oh, and Alfred Molina and Jamie Foxx. Yeah, well, yeah. maybe you're right. Hmm. That Jamie Foxx Electra was... Yeah. I saw that in the theater.
1: Uh, I didn't. So
0: You didn't see it at all?
1: No. No. Hmm. I, in fact, I missed the entire... Uh, Andrew Garfield run,
0: run? Garfield run, yep. Uh, during Sandy, uh, when I only had my laptop and my phone internet, I downloaded um, the first one, the Andrew Garfield one, because uh, the lizard was in it. And I was like, oh, I'm interested to see the other day. I liked it. And then I went to see the Electro one in the theater. And because uh, our hometown boy was Dane DeHaan, he was uh, Harry Osborne. Ah. He's an Allentown native. Emmaus, though, squeezer. Where you live now. Yeah, hey, represent.
1: Well, it's like t- same
0: township, but two towns over. You, your kids would have gone to school together. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he has kids. No. I don't, Maybe. I don't know. And finally, news that should make Squeezer happy. Indiana Jones 5 producer offers update on film, confirms Harrison Ford is the only Indiana Jones. He's gonna be on a Razzie. <laughs>
1: or... i would rather take him on a Razzie than um, the Transformer kid on
0: some CGI ropes. So, Transformer kid on CGI ropes. Oh, oh, oh! I was you're talking Crystal Skull vines. Yeah, yeah, Crystal Skull. There's yeah. Whenever uh, you you know you got to look back with. There's a lot of rose colored glasses right now with. With certain friends of ours and certain people on Reddit, about they should have let George Lucas write the 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 um, episode seven, eight, and nine. Should we have? Should we really have? Would we have had aliens, crystals? Well, I mean, of course, it's Star Wars. There's aliens, but there's yeah. pro- it probably would. He probably would have wrote Indiana Jones into it. <laughs> he was in it, wasn't he? He would have had Harrison Ford playing both Han
1: Solo and Indiana Jones. He, he was in, I, I thought he's somewhere in Coruscant, if I'm right, during the celebration. Oh, and... and um, As an Easter
0: egg. Easter yeah. egg, yeah. I was just joking. Like George, That was George wow. Lucas' story that, that uh, Spielberg, who fell off after Schindler's List, in my opinion, felt compelled to make. We've had the conversation where I've argued that Spielberg has not been a good filmmaker since Schindler's List, right? Uh, I, I, there were a few in there that I, I, mean, I
1: think Saving Private Ryan was a quality film.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it's not like Spielberg. Schindler's List? No, no, nothing Schindler's List. <laughs> Schindler's List is a fantastic movie. depressing and makes you feel horrible it, it's, about life. But
1: Yeah, but have you ever made out during it?
0: Uh, Jerry Seinfeld has.
1: Yeah.
0: Newman caught him Newman oh. I
1: mean when when you
0: you go from Jurassic Park
1: to Schindler's list, I mean at that point you just you just go,
0: uh, I'm done. and then you come back and you make the lost world, which was steaming hot garbage.
1: yeah, they've just stuck with the book should have just stuck with the book
0: Now we're at the point of the show where I read reviews. Ooh, I love this
1: part. I need to feel good about myself.
0: If you guys like our show, the best way to help us out is to rate and review us. I only know on iTunes. Maybe you could do it on Spotify. I don't know. I know a lot of people are listening to us on Spotify. Uh, The Rad Years podcast, obviously, if you listen to it on uh, – not, it's not even iTunes anymore. It's Apple Podcasts. Um – so, our latest review is uh, from Dudical of Doom. Dudical of Doom. Dudical of Doom, I believe. And he writes, writing a review for the rad years. What can I- Five stars. Let's get that out of the Ooh. way. What can I say? This is the feel-good podcast everyone's been looking for. RK's Vince impression is so good, I believe Vince is in the room with them. Ha <laughs> ha! Ah, That's true. God damn it, I'm right here. Uh, And don't forget about Squeezer. He's a very handsome man. You are handsome.
1: Ah, That's always important
0: in a podcast. And you're a sweet boy and adorable, too.
1: Yeah, thanks. Again, all things that contribute to an audio program.
0: Also, since you've been on a Mandalorian kick, may I suggest listening to Fats Vet by MC Chris if you've never heard of it? Anyway, five stars. Praise the church that is the Radiers. Ah, okay.
1: God, praise it. Praise oh. it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Spe- speaking of Mandalorian, I feel like uh, Filoni heard you and then went back and recut things just to fuck you over in your theories. Uh, what do you mean? Uh, that it was the last we'd ever hear the name Grogu again. Yeah. And then he said it like five times right off the bat.
0: Yeah, but we might never never hear it again.
1: Yeah. No, no. <laughs> and also that we'd never see Boba Fett the rest of the series. That was just a little tease.
0: Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> that, now, he's, now he's his partner.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's great.
0: Uh, spoilers, by the way, Squeezer. Spoilers. Oh, whoop. Yeah. Spoilers. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that... Spoilers. Just, just ruin it for people who haven't seen it yet.
1: Then you shouldn't look. You we're not talking in us, you about know, the Mandalorian. We're, we're going
0: to ruin something. We're talking about Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Boba Fett is in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Spoilers. Did Spoilers. you get did you get yourself a second McRib yet? No. No. I one is good for me. One in your whole life? Yeah. I have no interest in no. Yeah, I was so excited for that first one, really. Because I'm just really into the whole Grand Poobah meal from Mm -hmm. McDonald's. Mm -hmm. And that one kind of turned me off from ever trying it again. Yeah, I like the idea of it. That's great. I like the
1: idea of it. Much like exercise, I like the
0: idea of that.
1: Um, YouTube content, I like the idea of that. You know.
0: Yes. Will Squeezer ever do YouTube content? Probably not. Does he like the idea of it?
1: Absolutely. I like the idea of
0: it. We're doing it right now, buddy. So That is true. That's true.
1: I gotta get some drywall, and then I can do it.
0: <sighs> well, shall we start the show? I think so. I mean, we're starting a little earlier than normal. We're only 17 minutes and change into the show normally.
1: Uh, listening to the previous three shows about this topic, the one show... When you said, all right, shall we get on with the show? We were three minutes in.
0: Is there no sound? They're telling me there's no sound. What? Huh. I
1: heard the music.
0: And now I don't hear me. Oh, now you hear us. Man, I should have been hey. reading. Hey. That's why there's sorry, guys. Oh, should have read those...
1: I was staring right at it. I just didn't read the comments, and
0: yeah, I just went to read the comments. If you're watching on YouTube, 20 minutes in, you did not hear any. Now you have to go on at pod, listen to the podcast.
1: Yeah, at least you didn't have the Mandalorian spoiled for you with uh,
0: Boba Fett showing up again. Right. I'll have this. This episode will not be on YouTube until I upload it because we apologize profusely. And we're live there we go yeah, yeah. thanks for pointing that out. see I I, re, I have a new desk here in my uh, rad lair and um, I had Ooh, everything nice. unplugged and I didn't I had to reset my uh, audio board as the main audio
1: source ah. now run the open now' be like our cold open <laughs> like the next 20 minute
0: well let's start with the show I'll go first it's my uh, oh okay uh, here is my first pick. For Christmas movies and TV specials. peewee was fucking shit (laughs) at naming things flory cherry wally clocky globy little richard in the house what a what a cast So those Marines choir in the choir at the beginning of the show. I don't know if you've ever seen. I know you weren't allowed to watch Pee Wee because it was what the work of the devil. Uh, It wasn't educational for me. (sighs) Well, that's not true. But um, (laughs) so at the beginning, you see a bunch of Marines singing that that this is Christmas. And they weren't the real Marine choir. It was the UCLA choir in Marine costumes. They couldn't get the Marine choir. Ah. Pee Wee. I'm not talking about Paul Rubens. I'm talking about Pee Wee. Then there's rumors that Pee Wee was a queer character. You know, not total straight, not Mm -hmm. gay, ambiguous. Oh, so some don't ask, don't tell shit? I don't know. But he seemed very happy to be lifted and passed around by those uh, men in uniform.
1: I mean, well, yeah. But I mean, he he did have a couple, you know, female relations and films.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then he had a movie. But I,
1: I still, regardless, I still saw him as like asexual,
0: kind of. Well, you, you I Just was, Pee-wee. I was six. I didn't see him as anything. I didn't, I didn't know what the hell he was, you know. It was well, in, in in hindsight, we saw him as our equal, our, 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 um, yeah, he's a child. He's indifferent, right? So, uh, you know what else I learned today? Miss Yvonne, the prettiest lady in all of Puppetland. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's Charlie Kelly's mom from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. No shit. Oh, my Charlie. I was like, holy shit. Charlie's mom's Missy Vaughn. I did not (laughs) know that. That is so weird. She had she, you know, get your bingo cards ready to things. Little R.K. wanked off to as a kid. But it wasn't quite (laughs) wanking off, but it was funny feelings. I mean, Charo and a lot of things in this. this. Now,
1: Now, this bingo card, is this a whole separate bingo card? Like, is it one block like things you wanked off to, or is it a whole separate bingo card with all those things that you?
0: Well, that's I don't know. I think that it was just the it was just a square on the on the Radier's bingo card okay. that arcade. It's talks. like three D chess. Like right. you move up to a different board. And I, now we're playing the 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 squares. I talk about something I wanked off to as a kid. Hmm. Yeah. So that's the bonus one right in the middle, right? Mm, Just yeah, it's a free space. Because, <laughs> you know, it's going to happen. So I watched this uh, 1988, Wednesday night, 8 p.m., CBS 10. Yeah, ah, they, that d- freaks me out. WCAU with CBS 10, Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it swapped with uh, NBC3. They swapped. So NBC became ten and CBS became three. Real simple. But it would they had a whole hotline to describe to if you had a question, you could call this number and they'll be like, Seinfeld will now be on channel ten, <laughs> not channel <laughs> three. Yeah, I would watch Seinfeld every every Thursday on channel three. Because seven clicks of the dial was too much just. It was go a back and lot. Forth. It was a lot. But in nineteen eighty eight, I was six years old, and I remember. I still remember. I was so excited. We sat down. We were recording it on VHS to have it. But I watched it live, Ooh. December twenty first. It was so close to Christmas, but it's still like now. It's like December twenty first for me. It's practically Christmas is practically over. It's oh like Christmas is here, and like I'll if it's December twenty first, I am gonna take a nap, and I am gonna wake up, and it's gonna be New Year's. That's how quick time goes. Yeah, but back then. It, it was the twenty first. It was still light years away. Hmm. So, uh, um, I was very excited and very. It was a year after I got my Pee Wee Herman doll. So I, I was still cl- the second one. I, I, I don't know the timeline of the second one. Probably, let's say yeah. I, this, let's go with a hard yes on that one. So it only the first one initially only made it made it less than a year. I mean, I can't answer that definitively, Squeezer. Mm-hmm. I know I know you love to hear me talk about peeing on my Pee Wee Herman doll. Mm-hmm. But there was mm-hmm. like two times I wet the bed in my whole life. So I was pretty good. I might have an infant bladder, but I could hold that motherfucker like no one's booness. Mm. Yeah, it's true. So um, in the show, it's Christmas Eve. In 1988, in Pee-wee, in uh, his Conky 2000, um, he prints his his Christmas list squeezer, and it's so fucking long. And obviously, you're gonna have to teach him uh, the lessons of Christmas. So all these stars come over and give him fruitcakes. Fruitcake! I'm mean, doing a bad Pee-wee.
3: Fruitcake!
0: There it is. Better.
3: Fruitcake! Yeah, <laughs>
0: So they keep giving him fruitcake and he's, he does the whole ding ding dings like where the sound effects slamming against the uh, the the wall and everything and uh, like all these celebrities come and perform the Del Rubio triplets um uh, Nat food Frankie Avalon Grace jo- Grace Jones sings Little Drummer Boy KD Lang uh, sings Jingle Bell Rock Dinosaur sings the 12 Days of Christmas Little Richard's there, Cher's there, Magic Johnson's there, who's the cousin of Magic Screen.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Magic Screen! Oh, my peewee's not that bad. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Zsa, Zsa Gabor, the Rubio triplets sing Winter Wonderland, Whoopi Goldberg, Oprah Winfrey, Joan Rivers, and Jaro sings Feliz Navidad.
1: It's funny that as kids we still had like Charo like in our lives as kids.
0: Yeah, uh I thought Um Hold on, I'm trying to think. I thought Little Richard
1: And like Jaja Gabor, like we knew all them. Like well yeah, because of they, they, they were still like pertinent. And all, i I think uh Nick at Night helped a bit. Nick and I was gonna
0: say Nick at Night, yeah. Well, like this was like Bob Hope for us. Hold on, let me see this. And then
3: Punichello, Willie Goldberg, Magic Johnson, Ray Jones, AD Lang, Little Richard, Joe Rivers, Dana Shore, Over with Rick, and Princess Shazah. Oh, it's Christmas
0: in the plow. I thought he said I thought he said Richard Simmons, but I guess it's not Richard <gasps> Simmons. But like everyone grew up on these Bob Hull, Hope uh, style, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Variety show, variety show, Christmas yeah. special, and ho- yeah. Yeah, holiday specials. We had, I had, and in particular, our generation had uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse Christmas special, mm-hmm. and it, and also, it, sorry, go ahead, Paul Rubens. Was the co-director on it, Paul Rubens? The reason why this show and this this particular trailer were so successful is because Paul Rubens' dedication to making it so um, perfect.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You could watch. I mean, this on I have Netflix, seen but...
1: this one.
0: You you watched?
1: I, I, I I've seen this one. It, it, probably not at that time, but since and not recent. So somewhere in my. Past, I've come across it.
0: Mm. It used to be Um, on Adult Swim. That's probably where you saw it.
1: Maybe I remember
0: like back in like '06 and shit. They'd play. Yeah, I was in college. They'd play Pee Wee's uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse on Adult Swim. Yeah,
1: but also like these guest stars, like they they didn't have much to gain other than being on the show, like Charo wasn't out there plugging something. Like now you couldn't do this without someone having like some just social media person just hawking their shit. Like there has to be a gimmick. You could you can't just have someone on for the
0: sake of being on. Well they were all hawking their gimmicks. So I mean that's always been the case. So uh, it wasn't so blatant though. Like It kind of was. Magic Johnson. Yeah, what was he doing? He was hawking his gimmick, the Lakers.
1: But he was hawking a gimmick, but not, like, the product. It wasn't, like, you you have to, like, now you have to, like, stop and, like, take time out to, like, get that commercial in.
0: I I don't know what you're referring to, though. I don't know. They don't do this shit anymore. But when they do, it's... (laughs) I don't know. I think they always like that's been like the spirit of like having guests like that on. They got something to plug.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it just felt, maybe I didn't see it back then. Yeah. And it just felt more natural to have these random people on. Because outside of this, I didn't give a shit what was going on. Like, okay, Charo's on. Jaja Gabor's on. Oh, I should go watch. Uh, Nick and Knight now, and you
0: know. jo- Joan Rivers. Well, it was a lot of and like Joan Rivers. It was a lot of uh, Johnny. It was a lot of Carson guests. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. but you know, uh, uh, Rubens came up through the L.A. comedy scenes, and uh, you know he knew a lot of these people, and he was able to to get get a lot of them. And um, I, I watched uh, we we watched the other night. There's uh, two new episodes of Movies That Made Us. And it's called the holiday movies that made us. Have you seen this?
1: Uh, Not yet. I haven't. Like I said earlier today, I haven't watched anything other than Disney Plus in the last like three months. So.
0: Well, it's Elf and. um,
1: Thank God the Mandalorians on it.
0: Elf and uh, um, Nightmare Before Christmas, and Hmm. uh, uh, Rubens was a huge Oingo Oingo Boingo fan. And if it wasn't for Paul Rubens being a huge Oingo Boingo fan, he might not have ever convinced uh, Tim Burton to hire Danny Elfman to score Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and we might not have ever gotten the beautiful scores of Danny Elfman, let alone his singing voice and portrayal of uh, Jack Skellington, the Pumpkin King, and all those hmm. beautiful songs from Nightmare Before Christmas. That was they call. Paul Rubens Pee Wee, Herman, the great-grandfather, grandfather grandfather of Nightmare Before Christmas, because he was the one who who convinced uh, Danny Elfman of Oingo Boingo to um, score a film. And that set off a beautiful career. Yeah. Uh, All right, so let's go to Squeezer's first pick of Christmas movies and TV specials.
3: Would you like to buy a Christmas wreath?
2: It isn't even Thanksgiving yet.
3: Would you like to buy a Thanksgiving wreath? Would you like to buy a Christmas wreath? Do you know what you are doing? Don't you realize you're adding to the over-commercializing of Christmas? Not till I sell one. Good morning. This is a Christmas wreath. Thank you. I love samples.
0: You found the most boring clip of the show. I mean, it's not—it's not really well known for being good to begin with. But oh, you're not potted up. You can't defend yourself. Oh, there you are. Oh, good. Yeah, shit all over me and close my mic.
3: Great. <laughs> 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 ah, yeah.
1: I swear he's
0: taking over you. <laughs> The maniacal like laugh, Venom. Is... <laughs> the man- like symbiote. Well, yeah, that's the pictures from the maniacal <laughs> laugh. Is just too fun to not.
1: Oh yeah, man, that's where I just picked up on that. Yeah, this is um, <clears throat> that's your cold open to um, it's Christmas again, Charlie Brown, because you know it's the second one. Uh, let me do some math: twenty-five, six, seven, twenty-seven years later. The nineties. Yeah, this was 1992, and it was the last uh, Peanut special that CBS were to ever produce and air. Um, I mean, the original one to air. They reran it and reran all the others, but uh, they didn't make any more after that. And the thing with this one is, and, and you see it as soon as you're watching it, that it's very, like, snippy and, like, just, like, punchline, punchline, punchline. to call some of them that. Um... And it's because well, well these stories were all it, taken from the comic strips. Ah, uh... yeah, so that's why like like each one of those was a separate strip like in itself, um, and, and all these going down to like the Marcy and Peppermint Patty bits, like everything seemed very like like it would hit hard. Every there was a certain beat to the like a rhythm to the whole show. And that's because it's basically all laid out in comic strip form. Uh, it's all pre-existing material that was redone. Uh, a lot of people aren't too fond of this one. I like it. it I, it's got some moments. I, it's got the...
0: Um, I can't tell you if I've ever seen it, honestly. I really don't know.
1: Uh, this is the one where Sally like, is practicing her line the whole time, uh, just saying Hark, and because she's uh, Hark the Herald. Angel, she's waiting for Harold to come. Oh, Um, I did see this. Yeah, and then she yells out "hockey stick." Yeah, yeah.
0: I oh shit, I saw this, but like I was, it was probably back in the nineties. Like I don't, it was a
1: long time ago because I don't think I saw it again. Run it for uh, uh, quite some time, and then it still airs in. um, From what I understand, it still runs in Canada. So wait if you can confirm that and let us know, because.
0: Um, and. Uh, oh, in Canada, YTV yeah, still airs it as a standalone special as of 2012. So that was as of eight yeah. years ago. Uh,
1: that, that was eight years ago. We'll see if they're still. It's Canada, so I'm sure they're still mm. still doing it. They don't have any other programming up there. Um bunch of home improvement shows that we steal from them. Um, but yeah, it, it's all right. The, the animation's nice. It's cleaner, crisper. Well, and than the original, and of course, it's gonna be it's you know, twenty seven year, nineteen sixty five animation versus nineteen ninety two animation. Mm-hmm. Well, and to be fair, not always the best. Disney was still uh, probably entering their the black hole vortex of. It's close. I gotta think of that timeline for that, but um. Yeah, oh. th- th- there's some great little bits in here. you got uh, Snoopy with the horn when he's Santa. When he's like ringing the bell and stuff and he's like messing with Lucy. Mm, uh and not, th- th- of... you don't get as many there aren't nearly as many like characters. Like um Franklin shows up for uh just like
0: a, Is a very to little sit bit as, on, in on fact, his own side we, of the table. What's that? Is he forced to sit on his own side of the table? Jesus, I you said no. Jesus, but it happened.
1: Oh yeah, that's true.
0: And the Thanksgiving episode.
1: Uh, like, you don't see Schroeder at all. Uh, I don't think Pigpen's in it at all. It, it's because they just took spots from that were already like in the. Uh, in the comics, and if those if those people weren't in it, it wasn't like this full ensemble cast like the original Christmas one. Um, so it really wasn't its own whole overarching story. You got Linus there trying to recite some verse, and it got me thinking like him with his blanket quoting the Bible. Like I can see him like adult Linus like on a street corner, like preaching doomsday stuff, still holding that blanket. Mm-hmm. and quoting the Bible in a more terrifying manner. I understand it was supposed to be spiritual and inspirational to have him read to me. But something about when Linus recites verse to me, yeah, I he sounds like out. a little
0: fucking bitch, quite frankly. It
1: always... It, there's... I don't know. Anytime you hear, especially a, a child reciting from the Bible, it, it sounds mortifying. mm <laughs> Because it's a pretty damn dark book. Mm-hmm. Sound like a bitch. Yeah. Uh, and it's... Uh, it's a fun watch. You can go on... You can buy it on... You know, get it on Amazon. It's still available. Or you can just go on... I didn't. motion has got it right there. Don't tell anyone. Um, and You can just watch the whole thing right there. And there's plenty of... Uh... Uh public domain classical music in it to go around and as a kid i thought like it was something like they put that in there like to get us to like classical music and like to make us be smart because i guess that's what classical music does um but i realized it's just because it was free
0: what and you have to pay the rights for it oh yeah yeah it's yeah public domain get the get old Vince Guaraldi to do it and uh just got to Oh
1: yeah, and this was this was his first special that he wasn't the composer on. What what?
0: Um Oh, then it's not yeah, worth well, watching.
1: Yeah, well, like his material was in there, but the guy that did some of the uh musical scoring before uh, David Benoit, he went and and scored this one actually. You still get Linus and Lucy in there. Um and some of the uh you know original songs kind of remixed and re rescored. Um but yeah this wasn't like his sole uh his sole project.
0: Hmm. Oh well that's a, I'll have to check find us on the, the dark side of the internet. I'm sure it's on YouTube and uh, give it a watch. Uh, uh, it's uh Motion. Oh I they still have yeah right it's the thanks since watching the Thanksgiving Day special again and I fell in love with that. I think it's now my favorite Charlie Brown special. Um just I just like hearing uh, Snoopy buttering bread and, and stacking it oh, up. Isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I honestly if you just if you just let me watch Snoopy cook all day. Yeah. When he's, like, making <laughs> pizzas. <laughs> t- I just want to watch Snoopy on a cooking show. It's very satisfying.
0: Oh, boy. All right. Well, here is my next pick.
3: Are you here all by yourself? I'm eight years usual. You think I'd be here alone? I don't think so. What would you do if your parents accidentally <laughs> left you home alone? Well, how about shopping? Shaving? <laughs> Up. This is my house. I have to defend it. And good old-fashioned crime fighting. Yes. Home Alone. Critics are calling it the funniest movie of 1990. Ready, PG? Now playing at a theater near you. We know that you're in there. You know you make me wanna... Oh, yeah. Home Alone. Ah! Rated EG, now playing in theaters everywhere.
0: Not once uh, in the movie is that song played. By the way, <laughs> I'm talking Home Alone. Uh, two years after I watched Pee-wee Herman get weird all over Christmas, a movie mm-hmm. that would capture the imaginations of all of us came out in the United States with um, Macaulay Culkin like taking off like wildfire and home alone. Um, I, 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 we just, we watched this movie last week. There's some holes in it. What? What? Yeah. Try to point one out to you. Let's go with a hypothetical, Mr. Squeezer. Okay. Let's say your parents leave you home alone and are in a country in Europe and it's in 1990. Or well, let's say okay, let's say oh, it's I know where you're going with this. 1990 and mm-hmm. it's not like they can use cell phones to get a hold of you. So, you're home alone and you notice two criminals are trying to break into your house and you manage to scare them off by now. Mm-hmm. And you have a neighbor who is a scary-looking dude who you thought murdered a whole family, but you, it turns out when you meet him in church that he's just a lonely old guy. Uh, and you know That's th- scarier. Yeah, but you make friends with him, and you yeah, okay. n- you know that night these criminals are coming back. Would you a ask him for help and to call the police and to wait with you, or you wait at his house, or b set up traps to hurt and kill these people who could possibly kill you and steal everything in your house? What were you, hmm. are those two options? I know you'd have to choose a because b you wouldn't ha- you. It would take you way more than an hour to set up what Kevin hey. McAllister set up in the house.
1: Um, in, in hindsight, I know like half those traps don't work anyway. Right? Exactly.
0: Yeah. Nope. When someone feels fire on their like a a, a door, hot doorknob, they let it go right away. They pull away. It's natural instinct. No, the first thing I do is cinch it up as tight as I can. <laughs> yeah, right. And and when like a flamethrower is burning off your hat. You don't just stand there and scream like a cartoon. Yeah, get out of the no. way. <laughs>
1: There's only one way to find that out.
0: Mm, well, I guess we could go through it all. But yeah, Harry Son and Marv s- Head on Fire. It's a couple cartoon. Well, Scott is our Harry. Oh, that is true. Yeah, ah. Scott set my hair on fire. It, it, okay, it's not a bad movie, um, but. It's there's some holes in it, and it's fun to watch every yep. year.
1: Also, that the traps that do work probably would have killed them.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, they definitely would have had CTE issues after those paint cans coming down. Yeah, the paint cans.
1: Well, the big one is in two the the uh, the pipe. The the, the lead pi- pipe would have. They would have been like just fractured their skulls. They'd be dead instantly.
0: Or the tool chest. Oh, yeah. The tool yeah.
1: chest. Yeah, two. Yeah, two's
0: got... Yeah. Good times. Yeah, how, how, that, that basically it's murder. Um, so this this movie, I only think the reason it's evergreen, and same with the sequel, is because it's a Christmas movie. Like if this movie was like set in the summertime, Home Alone... You don't think it would get the same kind of cred? I, absolutely not. It would not get the rewatches it gets every year because it's a Christmas movie. Uh, I agree with you,
1: and well, yeah, hundred yeah, I
3: mean,
0: percent. The score helps too, and yeah, well, John Williams.
3: Somewhere yeah. in my memory,
1: Dun, did-a-dun, did-a-dun, did-a-dun. I mean, who doesn't want to just hear that in your head as you're setting up your traps?
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: I dream of one day montage, like just well, I do. It's, I just montage myself in my head.
0: It uh, made a buttload of money. Um, I I still I can't like when I watch the movie I try to figure out whose family is who, who's in the opening scene. I have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea how many are 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 siblings of Kevin, are cousins of Kevin.
1: I I picked I I always assumed Buzz and he
0: Buzz and the sister. Yeah, but there's that's not just it. There's more.
1: I know but like those are his Yeah, Buzz like, his is definitely
0: cuz Buzz he's in his room. Buzz, your girlfriend, Wolf. Yeah. So, um Yeah, and of course, John it's a John Hughes story again. Sure. Like all the best Christmas movies are. I think the
1: the biggest plot hole is the, the um the rope that he runs from the window to the treehouse. Uh-huh. Uh One, n- no one owns a rope like that, un- <laughs> unless you like work on a dock. And
0: two, yeah, well, that's and like, again,
1: I- I'm not trying to point out plows. That's probably like a two-inch scrawny- thick
0: rope, or a one- at least one inch yeah, thick.
1: That thing probably weighs upwards of 100 pounds for that length of rope.
0: Right. Like, that scrawny little kid wouldn't have been able to pick that up. Right, that's more than Andy Dufresne asked fucking, what's his name, to get... <laughs> <laughs> He came down and asked for a length of rope, and you gave it to him? <laughs> it, it's still my,
1: yeah. The whole setup scene's still like my, one of my favorite sequences ever. Yeah.
0: It, like, from I, the church scene up through, like, that's just, it's still gold. Just like how Christmas vacation arrived from a musing of John Hughes John Hughes mused, I was going away on vacation and making a list of everything I didn't want to forget. And I thought, well, I better not forget my kids. Then I thought, well, if I left my 10-year-old son at home, what would he do? Hughes then wrote eight pages of notes that developed into a screenplay. (laughs) Uh, He imagined that children are, are naturally most scared of robbers and worked from there. Yeah. So, um And then, of course, it was direct, again, another tie to Christmas vacation. It was directed by Chris Columbus, who left National Lampoon's Christmas vacation because of what an asshole Chevy Chase is.
1: <laughs> allegedly. Nah.
0: I mean, sure, allegedly. Yeah, you know, well, allegedly. He, he it's i think it's his brand of comedy i think i think chevy chase would fit in at tv uh, where we work really well yeah <laughs> yeah he would he would, uh, he would it blend in pretty well there uh so chris columbus went on to direct that um uh, but um chevy chase Chased him right off Christmas Vacation. So, And thank God he did, because Christmas Vacation is a wonderful movie. And who knows what would have mm-hmm. happened if Chris Columbus did a unscripted, re- uncredited rewrite and ruined it. Because Columbus did the uncredited rewrite of Home Alone and added Old Man Marley, which is that giant plot hole.
1: Is it really a plot hole, though?
0: It is. There's no way that kid wouldn't be like, hey, these two guys are trying to rob me. (laughs) Help me out here, Yeah, but
1: see, you're looking at it from an adult thinking as a child. He's just a dumb kid.
0: No, I'm looking at it as a kid. I'd be like, oh my god, this guy's trying to rob me. Like, can you help me? You would have been standing
1: out on the front stoop just screaming.
0: Ah! Mm. That's what I would have done. No, I think I think if I was left home alone the house wouldn't be there for them to run. <laughs> <laughs> At that age. How old is he? Eight? Yeah. Hold on, let's see. Um I it doesn't say. I know he says it in the movie, but how old is Kevin in Home Alone? He is eight. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Me at eight? Are you kidding me? I was eight when this movie came out. I was alongside him.
1: You were a contemporary. I of was a contemporary. Yeah.
0: That's the word I was looking for for Pee Wee. Pee Wee. We looked at Pee Wee as contemporaries. When well, I was saying that earlier. But yes, I, I was also It's eight. a big word. And uh, yeah, if if my parents left me home alone, they immediately would be call. They probably the first call they made would be to the fire station. Get him out of there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would. Uh, I I uh, I be such a. I I mean I I am that uh, what what's that the 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 p word, you know, as a child pyromania so pussy. Oh. No, no, it was a little pussy.
0: Let's see, the first I thing I've been crying
1: that second, like really. Oh, yeah, no, Well, also, I would have been the first one up, like, yeah, that's true. I would have been sitting out there on the step with my bag ready to go. <laughs>
0: yeah, you've been you a know. neighbor kid going through everyone's bags. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but if they did leave you and, home alone, and, and it, who it...
1: does a head count like that?
0: <laughs> yeah. And if if they would have left you home alone, it wouldn't have taken you to midway through the second act to order your own pizza. Oh, no. (laughs) You would have been on that shit right away. First thing you do. Kevin, like, takes a sled down the stairs, like, runs around the house like a maniac, eats ice cream. Squeezer is ordering himself a pizza.
1: Oh. It would have been the <laughs> lamest movie ever. I would have ordered myself a pizza, and I'd sit there and just play video games quietly by myself for the week that they're gone. One pizza? We're talking a week. No, freezer. like one per One per meal. <laughs> Not breakfast. That's because you want that cold (coughs) for leftovers. But you get a lunch pizza. You order it early so you have an early lunch, then a late lunch, and then you have it to snack throughout the day. I picture you get a pizza for dinner. You eat it for dinner, then you have a late night snack, and then you have it for breakfast.
0: I picture and you rinse and repeat. I picture eight year old Squeezer ricing potatoes to make hash browns.
1: Yeah, I was also doing that.
0: (laughs) These hash browns are going to be fantastic.
1: I probably would have started a fire out back to cook on that. i like, well, my parents aren't home, so I should probably have to cook out in the yard. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, yeah, your 8-year-old Squeezer is probably more responsible than, like, 38-year-old RK. Uh, 8-year-old Squeezer is more
1: responsible than
0: 37-year-old Squeezer, <laughs> so. Oh, man. All right, well, that's uh, Home Alone, my next pick. Here's Mr. Squeezer. Is another pick of yours. What shall we put you down
3: for? Nothing. You wish to remain anonymous? I wish to be left alone. I support the establishments I have mentioned. They cost enough, and those who are badly off. You might go there. Many can't go there, and many would rather die. If they would rather die, they had better do it and decrease the surplus population. Now, I'm very busy, gentlemen. I bid you good afternoon. And be gone. Out.
0: Huh. That's interesting. Uh,
1: I, yeah, I, I think I, I I base my political beliefs off of Mr. Magoo. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you, that does sound like you.
1: Yeah, it does. Or it's like who I want to be. I'm not because I'm a real softy. Um... I I truly believe Mr. Magoo is the best animated Scrooge. That isn't a character based off of Scrooge.
0: <clears throat> okay. I, um, I I think I've only ever seen this on like a Cartoon Network, like leading up to Christmas and particularly Christmas Eve, just plays Christmas specials like all day, and yeah, you know it's nothing new. It's well back in the day, it was all recycled shit. And I believe that was the first time I saw the Magoo uh Christmas Carol Spoof.
1: Yeah. It could have been there or Nickelodeon might have run a few. Oh, uh, okay. Um Yeah, I'm I'm trying to pinpoint where I saw it too. That that's part of my question is like so this ran in sixty five this originally came out in sixty five when it was new. And uh it was an hour long special. Uh and it was um, what they refer to is in the credits, freely adapted, um, and which means they took the story of A Christmas Carol and did whatever the hell they wanted with it. Uh, but really, it's the same story. I mean, you can only—I don't, I don't know if there's another show, another story out there that's been adapted so many times as a Christmas Carol.
0: Uh yes, I do.
1: What's that?
0: It's A Wonderful Life, probably is number two if not number
1: 1. You think other other shows have Oh, in that like you're this is the world without you kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. Well, but isn't the wonderful life kind of like just a segment of uh Christmas carol?
0: Mm, not really.
1: Yeah, it's like here's the world without you and there's a whole segment of that there with one of is those go showing M-A-G-O-O? Him that shit.
0: Oh, oh. December nineteen ninety three. Hold on, let me change my date. Let's try ninety two. Aha! Found it, Squeezer. What's that? Where well, you saw it. What? I searched. I don't even know what you're talking about. You were like, when? When did I see this? Oh, okay. Gotcha. Uh, looks like it was on. It aired on Disney Channel. Really? Yes. 6.05... Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Disney Channel. The Saturday, December 12th, uh, 1992. I searched 93 mm-hmm. and it wasn't there. It was in 92. Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol. It is Ebenezer Scrooge and learns the meaning of Christmas from Tiny Tim, Bob Cratchit, voices of Jim, Bacchus, Maury, Amsterdam, and Jack Cassidy animated. It um, was preceded by Yogi Bear's all-star comedy Christmas caper.
1: Uh, all, I, I guarantee we had the the VHS rolling at that point.
0: Yeah, all dogs go to heaven was before that, and Ugh. after that was, um, it happened one Christmas, and at seven p.m. Hmm. Now here, Squeezer, Friday okay. night, Friday night at seven thirty, another one of your picks from the first time we did this, Will Vinton's Claymation Christmas, woohoo!
1: So I, I love that special this, this
0: is all on looks like di- all on disney channel
2: huh.
1: was disney pay then or was it cable by then it was
0: pay but you had the cheater oh. box
1: yeah we had the cheater box or not cheater box but the previous cable company didn't uh cancel the previous <laughs> owner subscription and we weren't exactly about to tell them so
0: Oh, there it But is. yeah, I think
1: Mr. Mister Mr. Magoo makes a, a good... I was going to say Scrooge McDuck. Um, Ebenezer Scrooge. But, Scrooge, and, and, and Scrooge McDuck of, makes a great
0: it, Ebenezer Scrooge, though.
1: Well, it's because Scrooge McDuck is Ebenezer Scrooge.
0: Right. Could you just say that? Well, I said it one way and you said it the other way, so we both said it. Oh, okay.
2: Well,
1: he is him. And, and uh, to go back... To uh, Sean... Yeah... uh, And this is... uh, About Mickey's Christmas Carol... And all... The Christmas Carols... No matter what... And this is even the Muppets one... Which I absolutely adore... But all of them... Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol... In... uh, Visual format... We'll call it... Either a movie or animation... Whatever... It's a half hour... Anything else in between... Is a stretch. And Mickey's able to nail it down. You hit all the marks. And it's a half hour show. Mm-hmm. And you get it done. Everything else is filler. Mr. Magoo. I love this one. I, I He's adorable. Uh, in, in a mean kind of way at the same time. But um, there's a lot of filler there. There's musical numbers. Um, and a lot of just back and f- just. A lot of Phil. And that's like the whole freely adapted. And, I mean, same, uh, George C. Scott was in a with <coughs> Scrooge. Like, there's so many of them. With the exception of Scrooged, which then it's its
0: own story. So that's allowed. But
1: you know, all, all the others, there, it's Scrooged a lot of.
0: is my number two favorite Christmas music movie of all time. Yeah. Quite right. frankly, if this was favorites, my list would be number one, Christmas Vacation, number two scrooged which we talked about, and we will talk yeah. about over and over again. Um, oh, quickly, uh, me and Gene mentioned, or I'm sorry, Ishmael mentioned, John Candy is so underrated in Home Alone. Uh, quick fact for all of you pe- fellow Pennsylvanians: where Kevin McAllister's mom lands from Dallas to get a ride from Gus Polinsky, the polka king of the Midwest, is none other than Scranton, Pennsylvania, because we love our polkas here in Pennsylvania. Eastern Pennsylvania,
1: particularly. Oh, they probably made a killing that week.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Probably were down in Bethlehem playing, and then went to Scranton. Yeah. Anyway, um, any more on Scrooge or uh, Magoo? I should say.
1: Mister Magoo's Christmas Carol. Yeah, it's a, it's a good in. It it's definitely <laughs> dated. But in that fun kind of uh, um, Rocky Bullwinkle, 60s animation kind of way. Yeah, right. That's good stuff.
0: All right. Here is my next pick. Yeah, I didn't really pick. I picked one movie. I think you picked zero movies. So I picked, well, I
1: kind of picked. I wouldn't call it a movie, but you know, I didn't pick it. She did.
0: All right. Here is my next pick.
3: No wonder Al Bundy's life is so miserable. Look who he's got for a guardian angel. Loser!
0: Sam Kinnison in a
3: one-hour Married with Children tonight. Tonight on Married with Children, Al meets his guardian angel. You know Al Bundy? I'm Al Bundy. No! And sees what life would be like if he'd never been born. It's me! She doesn't know you're there, Bundy. Just like when you're having sex. Sam Kinnison guest stars on a
0: one-hour Married with Children next. Ah, it's a Bundyful life, Squeezer. <laughs> what a great title! My dad was the biggest Married with Children fan, so in 1990, I watched Home Alone in the theater. We saw it in the theater. Eight. Mm-hmm. In 1988, I sat up on December 21st and watched in prime time a wees Christmas Carol. In between those two, wonderful. Wonderful Christmas specials and movies. Ninth, December 17th, 1989. Uh, it was a one-hour episode on Fox. Married with children. It's a Bundy full life. Al Bundy, uh, fucking with Christmas lights and the shoe store that he works in, dies. <laughs> and Sam Kinnison is his... Guardian Angel and Sam Kinison. I don't know who, what was more popular at the time: Married with Children or Sam Kinison?
1: What year? When was this? 90, 90? Nineteen
0: eighty-nine, my friend.
1: Eighty-nine.
0: Yes. Oh yeah. Ooh. <laughs> so I, uh, of course, I still think you and I on rat, uh, not not radio. You and I on uh, we live. For all you red years group chat people, did the best Christmas episode of of It's a Wonderful Life. Oh yeah, forgot we did that. No, it was great. It was great. Yeah. Um. So uh, this was technically a two party when it ran in syndication, but it was a one hour special on Fox, and um, it was the classic It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, Al Bundy wishes he was dead, but he kind of wishes he's dead in every episode. That's true. But in this particular episode, he does it around Christmas time. So, or if you wish you're dead around Christmas uh, time, you ipso have-
1: facto <laughs> angel.
0: Yes. It is also coincidentally the first appearance of Marcy's second husband, an arguably better second husband, a better husband, Ted McGinley as Jefferson. Really? That's
1: when he shows up in a Christmas special?
0: Yeah. That other nerdy guy who looked like Al from, uh, from TV, <laughs> too. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. <coughs> uh, he was no longer in the episode. <coughs> um, Kelly has a great line, Christmas without presents is like Thanksgiving without pizza. Uh, because in the uh, Thanksgiving episode, the family ate pizza uh, toppings for their Thanksgiving meal and remaining crust the day after. Oh. Yeah, so I was like, oh, I It's about. not a terrible idea. <laughs> I know. it's. I've, I've eaten pizza. I, I,
1: do, I do enjoy a gummy crust to gnaw on. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a dog gnawing on a bone.
0: <laughs> yeah, but last time you buried it in the... Studio yard. It was kind of weird to see you out there. Yeah. It's bearing your pizza cross. So, uh, of course, Al in this timeline wasn't born and family change, uh, Peggy's a loving housewife and mother who is able to cook. And she's not a giant whore. (laughs) That's a joke back then. (laughs) She jokes that she saves herself for marriage. Bud has become a male feminist discussing how women must be respected and chooses to be friends with them rather than pursuing dating. Uh, And he was breastfed into the age of nine. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly is a college student who's having her work of poetry published in French. She also remained a virgin, telling Bud, pleasures of the flesh muddle the thinking. And Norman... Jablonski becomes the head of the household to his openly loving family. Boo. Uh, Of course, uh, as a kid, there was a few things I loved in it. When Peggy mentions it's the Bundy Christmas tradition to go to Denny Denny's for their Christmas platter special. Um, Sam Kinnison accuses God of playing Nintendo instead of sending him to a better person. Nintendo with the <laughs> shout out. <coughs> uh, Sam Kinnison also mentions spending Christmas with Moses and watching him part the waters as someone jumps in, which I thought was hysterical. And um, Oh, th- this is a good joke. He uh, Al Bundy asks Sam Kinison to fly and play the harp to prove he's real, and he tells Al he isn't Tommy Tune. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, Al wishes for the Hee Haw Girls in reference to the uh, hillbilly, voluptuous Hee Haw Girl, scantily clad Hee Haw Honeys in uh, the show Hee Haw. (laughs) That's his wish.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Uh, He he is every man's... uh... The man.
0: <laughs> he certainly is. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, this Married to Children was classic, and um, my dad—you know, my dad—you since we've moved off—it makes all the sense you in the got, world. Yeah, oh, we well, watching. Uh, my mom hated it, hated that we watched it, thought it was so lowbrow. Yeah, and my brother wasn't the biggest fan either. But that's where me and my dad bonded. My brother and my dad bonded over. Like, radios and and saving people's lives being firefighters. My dad and I bonded <laughs> over married with children oh, and, and, and fucking Chevy Chase movies and, like, Caddyshack and stuff. If there was, like, like Porky's... Like, if if Jeffrey was looking to get someone to watch a stupid 80s comedy with him, he didn't go to Chris. He didn't go to my mom. right oh, I'm going to watch Caddyshack, too. Oh,
2: yeah, Dad, let's go.
0: It was like fucking Rocky and Bullwinkle flying to the TV to watch some fucking... <laughs> crude, bad tasteful, uh, uh, distasteful comedies.
1: Yeah, no, my parents loved it. But they lied to us and told us it was awful and that we shouldn't watch it. Although I do remember it letting us watch the Christmas episode.
0: Uh, Because
1: I guess they thought, well, Sam Kinison's on it, so it's got to be okay (laughs) for the kids.
0: (laughs) That is weird. I wonder if your 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 mom now hangs out with my dad in a really weird twist of and before we even knew it, we didn't even realize it. Yeah, and they didn't no, realize it either. They they met it by be a happenstance. Yeah, and um, I wonder if she would still want to hang out with Jeffrey if she found out he, not not only did he let me watch Married with Children, he encouraged it.
1: <laughs> well, that, that when they did that reunion show, like. Was it like ten, fifteen years ago or something? And she got all excited, I'm like I thought you hated that show. She's like, "No, I just told you I did because I didn't want you to watch it." Oh,
0: well. Yeah, Jeffrey. Oh, like he, hey. there are some shows you were like, oh no, you can't watch that. That's too bad. But like the dumb ones, I like, oh, let's go with what's making the children.
1: Yeah, I remember like not being allowed to watch NYPD Blue.
0: <laughs> not that I was going to anyway. It's like that's too much for you. I'm like, oh. It might, it might be. I'm with, I'm with Mama Squeezer. That might be too much for you. You shouldn't watch it now.
1: <laughs> I just don't want to see Dennis Franz's ass.
0: I do. Uh, before we get to your next pick, Squeezer, I see it every day. I look in the mirror. <laughs> you got to do that, uh, George Costanza when he's when he's in the. Uh, he he's got the picture of Manhans, and he's saying it's his dead Beyonce. And he gets to to the promised land, and um, I forget what he asked Jerry how to pull off. He goes, whatever it is, you don't have it. And he's staring at a picture of Dennis Franz. (laughs) I'm going to be very clear. I was about to say, wait, I just did a pick.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. This isn't my pick. Uh, I didn't pick this. I was told to pick this. I was asked why I hadn't picked this in the previous three or four shows. Um. And uh, I've never seen this, so...
0: Oh, this should be good. Yeah. There's a good chance I've never seen it either.
1: Uh let's... For your sake, let's hope you haven't. Here we
0: go.
3: The prize. If you're home by Christmas Eve, the car's yours. The prize. Something wrong, fellas? The problem. I'm in the middle of nowhere being attacked by a killer buzzard. Shh. Now, he's got 3,000 miles to go. There is not an obstacle in this world will keep my son from this car. For the ultimate Christmas gift. Oh boy, wet lap. Don't turn left, don't turn left! Jonathan Taylor Thomas. And Santa just yammed in your handbag.
0: I'll be home for Christmas. Rated PG. Starts Friday, November 13th. I have not seen this. I know about. Uh, it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It exists. Um... <clears throat> It was a um, JTT. <clears throat> Why did you pick something you've never seen? Because I was told to do it. <laughs> um, this is a Jonathan Taylor Thomas vehicle. Um, uh, another, this was towards an- the end. This was uh, ninety eight. So this is at the end of uh, another pride of improvement.
0: Another pride Sorry? of Allentown.
1: Yes. Well, that was the other thing too. She's like, "He's from Bethlehem. You have to tell him that he's from like." You know, he was here for like a week, and then they moved. Um. Uh, but uh, I go, "Well, why I haven't seen it? How can I pick it?" She goes, "It's JTT." I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "He was in Tiger Beat." Yeah. Okay.
0: Oh, Gary Cole's in it. Lumberg. Yes,
1: he's the saving grace. Oh, so you seen
0: it. What's that? So you have seen it? No. Well, how trailer. do you know he's the same in Grace? Because Gary Cole's in it. <laughs> it well, also, be. Jessica Biel.
1: Well, Je- yeah, she was sixteen at the time. <laughs> uh, well, so I would we have made been? I sure to check. Uh, hey, I was fi- I was fourteen, so you know, right. whatever. Um, wait, am I that close in age to
0: Jessica Biel?
1: She's eighty-two, I think. Is she?
0: For some reason, she uh, feels older yep. than me. Yep. Good God. Oh, she is older she's than me. She's got
1: like, yeah, she's got like, By like three four months, months on you yeah, some months, shit. Yeah.
0: Three and a half. Oh, math. I feel like. um, Yeah, so. I don't sorry, know. Sorry, go ahead. I see, I see, when I was younger, I, I always felt like, like well, not younger, like maybe 20 years ago when I was like in college and stuff, I used to think people who were good looking were way older than me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> she was just yeah. so good looking. There's no way she could be the same age as me. Yeah. She's she's no, matured yeah. into it. She grew into it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, this was at like her. I don't want to say peak, but this was in the midst of her um her peak seventh was... heaven, her seventh heavening. Oh. Um, you know what? Like that was like right in the. Actually, no, because that was like two or three years only in the seventh heaven. I've never seen seventh heaven. Oh God, my mom was obsessed with it. Literally, God, uh, it was fucking awful. And I get her for wanting to try to get out, so she started to get all like, you know, freaky and weird and posing and stuff, so they could, you know, they cut kind of force writing her out of the show.
0: I, I get that. I'm pretty sure. It, you know, it's crazy. I've only ever seen one movie that Jessica Biel's been in. Uh, maybe. Uh, let me look. No, I. It's true. I've only seen one movie, and not a single TV show. I I know of her. Hmm. I thought I've seen her in more things. <clears throat> uh, you see the A team? Nope. It's not the
1: A team. I'm sorry. Uh, let me think.
0: Uh, scroll down the list. You'll see it. I'm looking. Uh, oh no! Total two, Recall, two remake? movies, two movies. I've seen her in two movies. Okay, this is how I know her. I've seen her in two movies. Uh,
1: Blade Trinity. Yes. Was that a yes? Yeah. Dropped out there. <coughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, did you see, did you see Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Nope. <clears throat> Not the remake. The re- nope. No. Yuli's Gold? Nope. I just remember seeing the commercials for that one. I don't remember uh, anything about that.
0: Come on. Uh, the I'm looking. I'm looking. Movie too. It's dark. It was written by Brett Easton Ellis, same guy who wrote American Psycho. And actually features Sean Bateman, the brother, the little brother of Jason Bateman.
2: Um.
0: Rules of Attraction. I'm um, I saw it in the theater. I don't, Actually. That's that's the I only. I don't see this in the list. The Rules of Attraction, 2002.
1: Oh, oh, 2002.
0: Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Only, really, the only time I've ever seen Jessica Biel in a movie, and then I saw her again in uh, <clears throat> um, Blade Trinity, but yeah, that's all. That's the only two times I've ever seen Jessica Biel act. She's pretty good in Roles of Attraction. That movie, Roger Avery directed it. That movie's yeah. fucked up. That's
1: a good point. There's
0: a lot of these
1: actors that I know of, but I've probably never seen their movie, any of them.
0: I would suggest, if you've never seen it, watch Roles of Attraction. I've seen
1: Tragic. more Jonathan Taylor
0: Thomas movies than I've seen Jessica Biel movies. I don't... I the I only Jonathan Taylor Thomas movie I think I've seen is the one with Chevy Chase. Uh
1: Yeah, the... um, fuck, What's the name of it? Man of the House, I think? Is game? it Man of the House? It, it's know. No, Man of the House is, uh... uh Man yeah, House. it's Man of the House. What yeah. about, did you see Tom, on, Tom and Huck? Nope.
0: Oh. What about the Lion King? Oh, I did see that. <clears throat> Does that count? Uh, kind of. Uh, so I saw the Lion King, I saw Man of the House, no Tom, no, 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 no. No, no. Besides Home Improvement, obviously.
1: Yeah, of course. He's really well not... But then again, I saw Jessica Biel plenty of times in Seventh Heaven, because I had to watch that show.
0: He really... To be be fair, he wasn't in a whole lot of movies, but I saw A Man of the House.
1: No, he... By the time, like, his career... So he had a bunch of movies, like, midst the... Full house and then he decided he or full house home improvement. Uh, he clearly wanted out like he's a smart guy and he's got like two degrees and something with math or some shit. Who knows? (laughs) Um, but yeah, it was probably the right move because I think he's doing pretty well for himself now, like, as far as like being. Smart and shit. And he does a lot of cameo appearances. He pops in on a lot of sitcoms from time to time. And it's kind of, I don't want to say nostalgia bit, but yeah, they, all those Tiger Beat girls will tune in to whatever the hell CBS is throwing on on a Tuesday night because he's there.
0: Isn't he like three foot two? Uh,
1: Let me look. How tall is JTT? Uh, let's see. I'm going to Google, how tall is Googling Jonathan Taylor Thomas? We can all do this at home. 5'5". Hey! So he's probably like 5'2". Yeah, probably, because I'm, like I say, I'm 5'7". I am not 5'7". Oh, here.
0: J- if I lay on my side, I am. <laughs> oh. Jonathan Taylor Thomas was born Jonathan Taylor Weiss on September 8th, 1981 in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. To Claudine and Stephen Weiss, his older brother Joel, and, ha- and has a Pennsylvania Dutch and Portuguese ancestry. Ah, so he's just like us. Yeah. Except, Pennsylvania the, Dutch. The, the Portuguese. Eh? Except short and famous. Yeah. When he was four years old, they moved to Sacramento, California. Okay. So, yeah, he doesn't know shit. Just, about just that. like my family, <laughs>
1: except they didn't move to Sacramento. Well, we were, yeah. You know,
0: Arrows in the Allentown, but all right.
1: Yeah. Ready for Yeah, you know what though? The weather's so like consistent. Nah, not Sacramento, I guess. No. All
0: right. No. Here is my next pick. I'm glad we didn't have to talk about that movie. Whew.
3: Hey, kids, have you been naughty or nice? Well, don't tell it to some crappy old mall Santa. Tell it to Beavis and Butthead. That's right. Beavis and Butthead will be reading actual letters from real viewers on the air during the Beavis and Butthead Christmas special. So don't be a dumbass. Send your cool letters to Santa Butthead, P.O. Box 1211, Radio City Station, New York, New York, 10101. Letters must be received by November 15th. So get off your couch and write today. Uh, ho, 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 ho.
0: Ah, uh, December 19th, 1995. Squeezer. Sitting in the computer room with my dad saying, I don't know what the hell you see in this show. Watching <laughs> Beavis and Butthead do Christmas. It's a Beavis and Butthead Christmas. Uh, there was a few. I, I get. I, I um, One was. Uh, I don't know. There was a few different ones. So there was. Ha Ha Humbug, which is a Christmas carol. Uh, Beavis, now the Scrooge-like manager of Burger World, is visited by a trio of ghosts. (laughs) Tom Anderson, (laughs) I'll tell you what, is the ghost of Christmas past. Mr. Van Dreesen is the ghost of Christmas present. And Coach Buscott is the ghost of Christmas yet to come. While trying to watch a porno, uh, Butthead plays the role of Uh, Jacob Marley and Principal Vic (laughs) Vicker takes on the role of Bob Cratchit (laughs) uh, as a Burger World employee. Uh, Then it's A Miserable Life. So like I said, the two most parodied are Christmas Carol and (laughs) Wonderful Life. Um, Butthead is in the George Bailey role and is visited visited by his guardian angel, Angel Charlie, Um. Who shows him that everyone in Highland would have a better life if he was never born, including Beavis? Um, and then there's letters to Santa Butthead, which is what we just heard. People reading letters, and um, they they've released a special VHS release, Beavis and Butthead Do Christmas, which my friend Will had, and because my mom wouldn't buy it for me, and uh, that was in 1996, and it had music videos. For uh Little Drummer Boy, Christmas and Hollis, Zat You is that You Santa Claus, and Merry Christmas, I don't wanna fight tonight. And they had that those seasons readings, Ulog segments, uh mm-hmm. very special Christmas with Beavis and Butthead with the letters. But um the Ramones video those those videos were very weird. Um uh, But uh, do you remember watching the Beavis and Butthead do Christmas? Oh, Um, I do. the
1: the 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 gravestone. It's like here lies, here lies uh, Beavis. He never scored. Yes. Um, is there? I'm I'm looking. Is there other than Daily Motion? Where is this at right? Where is Beavis and Butthead at right now? Streaming?
0: Yeah. I don't know anywhere. It was on Netflix yeah. for the longest time. Beavis and Butthead streaming. CBS All Access. Ah! Oh, I, I have that. I'm not watching that. Oh, we have that. Let me watch that.
1: The CBS All Access? Yeah. Are
0: you a Star Trek fan? uh well enchantress's dad is we watched what the hell did we watch on it um that's fair though that's the only reason to have it the jordan peele um twilight zone that's what we watched on it's really Mm -hmm. good and then i watched our good friend blake harris they did a documentary based on his book console wars that was on cbs all access so i watched that But oh Drawn Together is on CB. I love that show. The real uh, world rea- about that? reality show Drawn Together. That was one mm-hmm. of the funniest shows ever fucking created and so lewd and horrible. Have, have you, have you, did you watch Drawn Together? Uh I want to say did hang on when I I had like the Betty Boop. The
2: oh yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yes. The Adam Corolla the pig, the princess. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's an episode where the princess's slow twin is on the show and he's just having sex <laughs> with her. It's just awful. It's so awful. It was like a SpongeBob. Yeah, no, I it was. Yeah, I was
1: in I was in school when yeah, when I, I was college.
0: Home. I was in college too when it came out. Yeah, yeah. But then like I bit torn to afterwards, the whole series, and i watch it over and over. I love that show. I haven't watched it in years, but I, when I googled CBS... It's on CBS All Access, so I got to fucking log in and watch this shit. Oh, huh. good God! It's so fucking...
1: Oh, uh, so now I gotta get CB, CBS All Access yeah, now, perfect.
0: too? Yeah, to watch Beavis and butt yeah. Oh, fuck. Alright, everybody, carve out a good hour and a half of your, uh... No, 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 I, I
1: no. I, I went ahead. I planned ahead. So... What I did was, I found someone online, and this guy, uh, MacPhoenix82, you see where we're going with this? This guy's really good. This guy is a better editor than anyone that was making movie trailers back in the 80s and early 90s, and he cuts down and edits a whole bunch of MacGyver episodes, so I fucking burned my lead. Anywho, this... he recaps this entire christmas episode and makes it 10 times more exciting than it actually is and will save me a lot of words and you a lot of pain and suffering so proceed
3: now what kind of a snake would steal a madonna from a church and on christmas eve well did you see anyone suspicious or notice anything out of the ordinary we're looking for a madonna it's a statue that was stolen from saint here well after the show can you pull a bunch of kids together we want to knock on every door in the neighborhood kind of an all-out search we all lose people we love. I'm depending on you. If you leave, they leave, and nothing gets done. It's not my problem. If we lose this club, it's everybody's problem. Every kid you saved from the street was like one of your own, could you save it a thousand times. MacGarver, there's an endless supply of kids that need help, but there's not an endless supply of me.
0: I know this is a tough time of year for you, thinking about your mother in all. What the, the flying fuck is this? Get over
1: that kind of stuff. <clears throat> this is making this
0: episode exciting. Song, no, it's not. Yes, it is. By comparison, it is. I was getting ready to carve another hour and a half out of my night for you to explain a forty-five-minute episode of MacGyver.
1: Uh, <clears throat> this is a rough one. Um, oh, hang on. We'll just lay out for the at least the theme songs. Yeah. Um. This upbeat theme song of MacGyver, and you tune if you tune in like, oh man, what's MacGyver going to do this week? He's going to do nothing. This is the most, where where the idea that Indiana Jones is obsolete to the existence of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, that no matter what, if he wasn't there or not, the outcome's going to be the same.
0: I just realized, this, I think I might have said this on the show before, but this sounds like the Chip and Dale song. ch chip and Dale. Oh, Not yeah. I
1: swear they st- they got it from that. Yeah.
0: yeah. I um, think we just might have said it like a week or two ago on the show.
1: And it's easy to actually go between the two when you're singing it to yourself, which yeah. I do on a regular <laughs> basis. <laughs> um, but this Christmas episode really could be completely... And I uh, There are a lot of people that love this episode. Because, I don't know, it gets him in the feels or some shit. But MacGyver doesn't have to exist in this episode at all. Because at no point throughout this episode does MacGyver do anything. macgyver He, like, he doesn't MacGyver anything. He puts some, like, some weights under a stage so it can roll a little bit. Hmm. But at no point does he wire anything, uh... There's no duct tape.
0: Ah.
3: Oh.
1: There's no Swiss Army knife. Oh. Not a single Jeep flips upside down. Paper clip? No paper clips.
3: Piece of timber. There might be
1: paper clips, but they might have been, like, just actually holding papers together. Oh. Um, what else does he not do? Uh. Anything? We see him walk from place to place, but then he starts just having other people do it for him. Um... There's a play that needs to raise money for uh this this boys club, this community center that he and Pete. So, you take the world's greatest super spy uh and like special agent and you take the boss that runs the super spy secret agent special agent amazing the the um government, million, military industrial complex, uh, mm-hmm. Phoenix Corporation. Oh, great. And the the two of them are just on their free time filling up a van full of presents to take the kids to, you know, uh, a community center. Like, do, at no point do you think that you are a target? Like, shouldn't you be saving the world right now? I guess we are saving the world one kid at a time. <clears throat> Shut up. Um, I like in my head, my head cannon. It's this was a sting, and they were waiting. They were setting it up so Murdoch would attack them at Christmas.
0: Oh and yeah, of course. In
1: in those boxes, in those gifts, were nothing but duct tape and Swiss Army knives. But then Murdoch never showed up, so it kind of just went to waste, and they had a pretty uneventful Christmas. Except there's you know some whole Jesus Mary magic, but you know. That oh yeah, there's magic in this one. And not like sleight of hand MacGyver shit, like Christmas magic. Christmas spiritual magic. So uh the um the Madonna, the the Mother Mary, the she uh gets stolen. On Christmas, no doubt. Uh and then out of nowhere there's some random homeless lady that uh they bump into and she gets mugged and MacGyver saves her. But she hurts her hand. That, you know, that's for later. Uh, and then nothing else happens for a while. And then the show ends. And then the kid... And I, I read this elsewhere. I'm not gonna... Like, I came up with this. But they literally just stole the end of, the, of a, a dragnet episode for this. And some random kid comes in in the wagon with the Mary statue... And he's like, yeah, I, I found this in my wagon when I woke up and I brought it back to this church. Cause I knew this is where it came from because it was like on the news. Like this was the big, like the Mary got stolen from the church and it was like, Holy shit. Let's break in OJ style.
0: Um, I, he brought it back. I didn't think a MacGyver recap could be as riveting as this one is.
1: I, this is 10 times more riveting than the episode itself. Um, and then, uh, they get the statue, and they go to put it back, and they realize, oh, the hand is broken on the statue, the same place that the lady got that the homeless lady that got mugged hurt her hand. Oh, and the homeless lady Ada Blue gave a bunch of money to save the like uh, community center
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then she kind of disappeared, and then the statue shows back up, and the statue's hand is broken. See? Like the statue came to life, and then donate money to a community center, and then became a statue again.
2: Hmm. <laughs>
1: it's not exactly the ants. It's not exactly making a hang glider out of duct tape. Um. Shit, the violin episode's more exciting than this. Yeah, that was no, all about a violin. Sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um. Don't get me wrong, I, I I love myself some MacGyver, but this one was, a, if you were tuning in ready to go for some MacGyver action, like, oh, what's he gonna do? He's gonna, like, make a Christmas tree out of a oak tree or some shit. Like, no, nothing's gonna, literally, in, in that sense, in the actual, like, proper use of the word literal, oh. nothing happens. <laughs> what a great pick.
0: <laughs> but I mean, it's Chris. It's a Christmas every, thing, it's MacGyver. Every I, time, I it. <laughs> every time I see Squeezer's list and it has a MacGyver episode, I'm like, oh, here we go.
1: Oh, uh, do you want to? Did I say what the homeless woman's name is? No.
0: Want to take a guess? Uh, something with Mary. Some pun it's on. Ca- it's Carol. Ah, Christmas Carol.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. Next week, I promise. Net- What's next week's show?
0: Uh, I'm going to kill myself on it. <laughs> you will read more MacGyver recaps.
1: All right. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm going to pick down the road. I'm going to find a way. I'm going to have a good MacGyver episode for you guys to recap
0: uh, in the very near future. Next week is more Christmas memories, and then we're rewatching uh, cri- Oh,
1: I can have my Christmas memory where I was on Christmas and I watched a bunch of really good episodes of MacGyver.
0: Hmm. So we're stay all- tuned for that and one. Then-
1: In the biz, okay. we call that a tease. Yeah, okay.
0: All right. Well, I I picked this I put this last one last just so this uh, clip can wake you all up. Hey. When I wake up in the morning and the lawn I out not the morning,
3: I don't think I'll ever make it on time By the time I grab my books and I give myself a look I'm at the corner just in time to see the bells fly by It's alright cause I'm Saved by the Bell
0: Ah, uh, I'm talking about the Save by the Bell Christmas special, Home for Christmas As a kid, you think this is the most heartwarming thing you've ever seen in your whole life But then when you go back and think about it in hindsight they're all just vapid assholes. <laughs> Do you know this whole story? Uh, I haven't seen this one in forever. So uh, I... the Bayside gang all has seasonal jobs at the mall because in the early 90s through the ni- 90s in general, the mall is the center, social center of the world. Sure. A.C. Slater is a gift wrapper. Jesse Spano is taking photos at Santa's Village. Um, Kelly's working at a clothing store and she's working with a hot girl named Laura. Of course, Zach, uh, because this is post Zach and Kelly, um, uh, is becomes uh Uber Predator and sets his sights on Laura <laughs> and uh starts to tell her about how he met a homeless man in the bathroom and gave him some cash for food but then dropped the line. Hopefully he's not a wino and uses the the money for food. Turns out old man is hot girls. Father who is homeless and she's also homeless Mm -hmm. and they're living. They're just basically living at the mall during the day. Um, so he just insulted not only, uh, his new love inch his new uh victim's father, but also her and in, in, in turn. <laughs> Victim. Victim is a good way to put it. Yes. Now, I just always wondered why these girls never rejected him for being such an ass. And he was like hmm. yeah, yeah. I was I was an, a screech sympathizer and AC Slater fan. Zach was <clears throat> but he, he then he, I was just a screech. When he realizes um that he, he was wrong, and that's his father, and she's homeless. He apologizes and says he's ignorant, and that he comes from such uh, a, a rich, uh, affluent background that he thinks poor people are people who don't have cable. That's an actual line in the show.
1: Well, we know that's not true, because we know they just steal cable.
0: <laughs> uh, so... Kelly and uh, A.C. Slater, of course, defend the Predator and convince Laura to give him a chance, and she does, but she's homeless, and um, he wants to take her to dinner, so, you know, it's free, free meal, so why not get some money from this I jackass? Mean, I mean, I wouldn't turn it down. Right, if Zach if was taking me, yeah. Well, especially if he bought you a drink. You don't buy drinks, because... This, this river has free water and there's free water, in the stream. there's free water in the stream. So Zach and Laura go get their photo with Santa taken by uh, Jesse Spano and they bump into Zach's mom and she's like in classic uh, Christmas special. Why don't you help us in our mall pro- our mall production of a Christmas carol? because they're either <laughs> going to do a wonderful life or a Christmas carol on this episode. Yeah.
1: Be- well, because in any case, the show's already <laughs> written for the writers. They just have to, it, it's like a mad lib.
0: Yeah. I, I. It's not like I've never done that. <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah.
0: So then Laura's dad collapses for some unknown reason. And the gang conveniently gets to visit him because they're at a party uh, for kids at the hospital. And, That Lisa Turtle, who is a candy striper conveniently, is throwing for the kids there. And um, that's when he... I'm going to be honest. As a kid
1: at their age, I never did... Well, no, I was a Boy Scout, so I guess I kind of... But, like, they just do random charitable shit for no reason. What? Like, the Bayshore kids. Well,
0: Bayside... It's because Bayside, it's Bayside oh, it, Bay is a real place. It's the only reason is because it was written into the script. Oh, that's why they did it. Gotcha. Thank you. So Zach learns. Uh, Zach and his mom. So it's that, like a reality show. Yeah. Laura is currently the sole breadwinner of the family. And Callie wants to help her out by buying the sports coat that she was saying would really look good on her father. Um, and he and uh, she stashes it when they go do their performance of a christmas carol. So, um in the christmas carol, AC Slater plays Tiny Tim with a sleeveless vest on, showing them guns, baby. It's pretty it's pretty hot. Oh my god, he's so fucking vascular. Look at him. That's tiny. Tim. He's so fucking huge. He's the biggest tiny goddamn Tim. That's ever walk their whole fucking Scrooge's life. <laughs> <laughs> um. So anyway, they do their their, uh, their production. The store store owner, meanwhile, freaks out that he can't find this fucking coat, and of course he has to be a bigot. And and he's like a little, he's chubby and pompous, so he's like clearly, like he's ca- they cast it as f- like a guy who would look like a fucking idiot bigot. Hey, no, he, he's not like you. He's yeah, you know, he's, he's got the coiffed he- hair and everything, you know. Not I'm, not, I'm not taking a shot at you, I'm taking a shot at like,
1: no, just you know, just at all short, fat guys,
0: huh? No, he's a tall, fat guy, we're
1: all a bunch of bigots. Oh, tall, fat guy, yeah, okay, that's the difference. That's all right, then, yeah. yeah, that's the difference.
0: So, he calls, he says that Laura's a thief because he can't find the receipt, and she runs away crying. So, Zach's mom's like, let's go get a Christmas tree, and <laughs> uh, so they go to the Christmas tree lot, and by a strange con- coincidence. Laura and her dad are sleeping in their car right there at the Christmas tree lot. Right? Well, why wouldn't you? Right, and it's Christmas Eve. Because who gets who doesn't get their Christmas tree on Christmas Eve? Right? That's tradition. Yeah, I, that always confused me, but... No one does that. Just in TV shows. So uh, Christmas yeah. Eve, they go get their Christmas tree... And nowhere on earth is Zach's dad is on anywhere in this. They find they find um, Zach's mom finds that they're sleeping this and she says that you could come stay with us till you get on your feet. And by some sort of Christmas magic, maybe the same Christmas magic that happened in MacGyver, the pompous, ah. tall, fat retail store owner realizes he's been a cock smoker and comes and gives the jacket. <laughs> he comes to Zach's house and gives has the coat all wrapped up and says, I'm sorry, here's your coat. And with this How new... How do you know where Zach lives? Don't know. And with this new okay. sport coat, Laura's dad's bound to get a new job, but they could stay there for a, the day or two after Christmas until he gets back on his feet <laughs> and gets a new job and gets him a proper place to live. Ah, oh, because it only takes two days, you know? Sure. Sure. I mean, this isn't as bad as the episode of the, uh, where we had running Zach, but or the, sure. epi- the episode where a, uh, a fat homely girl wins Zach in an auction and he proceeds to uh, degrade her until he realizes she's a human being too. Hey, the guy learns a
1: lot of lessons in life, okay? And there's just a lot of collateral damage in the process. Uh-huh.
0: But as a kid, I love this episode.
1: <laughs> oh, I, yeah. Oh, that big re- that was like the first big reveal of your life. You're like, what? She can't be homeless. She's hot.
0: <laughs> right. And you were like, he can't be a pompous dick. He's fat. Oh, wait. He's tall and fat.
1: Yeah, tall and fat.
0: That's okay. Uh, yeah, well, he Plenty must, of pompous, tall and dick fat. Tall and fat dickheads. Must be the worst. We know the worst person on the planet was tall and fat. Yeah. Mm. All right. Here is the last pick of the night from Mr. Squeezer. Ah, here we go.
3: Christy was Jewish. Christmas is a time when people of all religions come together to worship Jesus Christ.
2: <laughs> Boring!
3: You want excitement? Stop this up your stocking! Whoa! <laughs> Was entertaining. Oh, yeah. So tell your folks buy me, Bone Storm, or go to hell!
2: Yeah. Or go, go, to hell. go
3: to hell! Bart? <laughs> young man, in this house we use a little word called please. <laughs> video game ever. <laughs> I'm sorry, honey, but those games cost up to and including $70. And they're violent and they distract you from your schoolwork. Those are all good points, but the problem is they don't result in me getting the game. I know how you feel, Bart. When I was your age, I wanted an electric football game more than anything in the world. And my parents bought it for me, and it was the happiest day of my life. Well, good night.
0: <laughs> Marge is right. They uh, do cost upward and uh, up to $70. They still yeah. do. This this was really hard.
1: Um, this episode, you forget... There are a lot of great episodes with a lot of stuff in it that you forget. You forget how many great little lines and bits are in this episode. Bone Storm alone is great throughout. Don Brodka, voiced by Lawrence Tierney, is hilarious. The Capiche line. It's like, you got me? Or it's, it's like, you come back here, you're going to Juvie. Capiche? you understand all that? And he goes, everything but capiche. <laughs> oh, it, 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 it's such a good... This is season, season seven. I mean, at this point, they are in their groove. It's just... Everything is gold. Mm-hmm. Um, And... uh, Yeah, so Bart shoplifts uh, a uh, copy of Bone Storm because he wants it. Kind of like when I got in trouble well, for downloading 30 Rock. He's peer pressured into he, it. Yeah, well, he wanted to rent it, but... Comic yeah. book guy was a dick. Oh, that's the other thing. Great. You got some peak comic book guy sarcasm. You have some great Troy McClure where he breaks down um, shoplifting, which if in the video, I the video that Brodka makes Bart watch, it's a history of shoplifting. And do you know where the term shoplifting comes from? In Mesopotamia, you would lift up the corner of the shop and steal from underneath it, and then set it back down and run away. Oh. Hence, shoplifting. I didn't get that as a kid. I didn't even get that until I watched it earlier today. <laughs> that shoplifting joke. Um, there's so much gold in here. it, it peaking with Brodka leaving the um, uh, voicemail, at the ho- at home because he catches Bart. He leaves a voicemail saying, Hey, your son's shoplifted. So Bart rushes home, changes out the uh the cassette with um uh Alan Sherman's Hello Mutta, Hello Fada. Homer plays it back and then asks Marge if Lisa's at Camp Granada. And I had no idea that was even a real song. It didn't matter, and it is, but and it was a huge, it was number two hit back in the, uh, God knows when, 50s, I think. Um, but I, I, I don't know, I love that bit. The, just, uh, this is, Homer truly is his almost, utmost Homerish, Like, and he's not even, like, he's not the center of the episode. It's a Bart and Marge episode. Right. But Homer's in there, like, scattered throughout, just, like, like early, like, the two, like, we say, uh, please. And, like, him telling the story of getting the electric football game and then making it the happiest day of his life and walking off, That that's, like, some people think of Homer as just, like, dumb and, like, saying something, like, truly stupid or getting hurt. But it's Homer the insensitive, I think, that is truly Homer, just mm. oblivious to the situation. Right. That I think is him at his best. And that, and that is in this episode. You see Homer like at, at his absolute peak. And just those little blips that you get him when you do. Uh,
0: and it's beautiful. It is. It's, little be- it is a great please. episode.
1: And I've never yet... There's one more thing. There's When he walks him back to the security room For some reason, in the stock room is a woman sitting there in a bra smoking a cigarette. (laughs) I have no idea what the hell is going on. And I don't think I even caught it again until this watching. And it, it, it was just so random and it was just absolutely perfect. Oh, and not to also mention the Police Academy movies. Again, Homer... At his absolute best in this episode. And don't get me wrong. I think King Size Homer is probably the peak. It's perfection. But when he yells at Bart for shoplifting, he goes, why do you think I took you to all those police academy (laughs) movies? (laughs) I didn't see anyone else laughing. Did you? (laughs) Except for the guy that makes all the funny sounds. And then he goes off into making the sounds and that's it. it. It's... Outside of it being like it's, it's funny, like you have your very Homer centric episodes, which are like king size Homer, which is a work of art. But I almost appreciated Homer even more in his little like just spurts throughout this episode that really made it.
0: So uh, comicbook.com ranked every Christmas Simpsons episode. And there's a lot I haven't seen, and I want to go back and listen, watch them, because I watched The Treehouse of Horror this year, and I'm like, it's funny. Maybe they are funny, and I just didn't watch it because I'm... A jaded asshole. A jaded asshole, yeah. With all due respect, of course. Now, I don't think Skinner's Sense of Snow is in this, even though... Maybe it is. I don't know. Oh, we'll get through. Okay, so 15 is Kill Gill Volumes 1 and 2, Season 18, Episode 9. Uh, where Gil gets fired as the mall Santa, Santa, and they offered him a place to stay, and he wears out his welcome. I don't think I ever Man, saw. And how song. many people lived? How many people from town lived in that house? Yeah, Simpsons Christmas Story, season seventeen, episode nine. So it's like a treehouse of horror uh, where they just do Simpsons uh, Christmas stories. Uh, I don't think I saw that one. The Fight Before Christmas. Season 22, episode 8. Looks like Katy Perry's in this one. I don't know how. Um, Tis the 30th season. Season 30, episode 10 is 12. We gotta watch some of these. Holidays of Future Past, season 23, episode 9. Looks like there's multiple Barts. White Christmas Blues, season 25, episode 8. I Won't Be Home for Christmas, season 26, episode 9. I know this one. She of Little Faith, season 13, episode 6. Yeah, I was still watching in 13. Yeah, the model rocket malfunctions. Springfield Church sees serious damage. It's when Lisa becomes a Buddha, and they use Christmas to bring her back. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Nightmare After Christmas, season 28, episode 10. Didn't see that. Bobby, It's Cold Outside, season 31, episode 10. Sideshow Bob. Let's see that number five on the list Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire season one, episode one. Hmm. First ever, uh, tis the 15th season, season 15. Episode. I've seen this one where Homer's like the Grinch.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Then, uh, season 11, episode nine, The Grift of the Magi with um, the. What are those dolls? It's uh the Funzo. I forget what the fuck they're supposed to be, though.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Furby. They're like Furbies. They're,
1: they're like Furbies, yeah.
0: Yeah. Funzo. Funzo, yeah. And Gary Coleman's in it. He's a security oh, when he's guard. Oh, he's a security guard? Kid First Industries. Yes. Yeah. Merry yeah. Christmas, everyone. Then Miracle on Evergreen Terrace, where Bart burns the house down. When he mm-hmm. drinks all the water, the, the old uh, Native American trick to wake up and pee. <laughs> uh, then, of course, number one, season seven, episode eleven, "Marge, be not proud."
1: Oh, look at me! I honestly, I didn't even see it at list. I just picked one that it, it's. So I just good. found
0: it tonight, and I was like, "Oh, Squeezes is number oh. one, so I'll read this."
1: I didn't even, I didn't even think about that because it, it's not even, it stands alone, not even as a Christmas movie or a Christmas episode. Like it, it cuz it takes place during Christmas, but it doesn't uh like entirely revolve around that. It's more about the relationship between Bart and Marge and. Yeah. Well, and I would say it's more of a bone storm episode than it is a, a Christmas episode.
0: They leave Skinner's sense of snow off this one too, and I love that one. But you say Merry Christmas, that's the bring me my ranch dressing hose. <laughs> mhm. So, I consider that a Christmas episode. How
1: can you leave it? Yeah,
0: there's snow, so it counts. And they say Merry Christmas at the end of it. Eww. Remember? She turns into the camel? Oh yeah. How's that not a Christmas episode? I know, right? I don't know. I would probably put that like number two. Yeah, so would I. That's one of my
1: favorite ones. I I would put Marge Be Not Proud at number one. We just go- go- and and just alone, just to hear Milhouse say Thrill House um with enthusiasm mm. is uh
0: is worth the price of admission there. We have to go back and watch some of those old ones. I'll do that. Mm. Well, that's it. We're all done with uh this it's the second Christmas episode of the Years podcast in 2020 squeezer. That's crazy. Next week, we are talking more Christmas memories. It's kind of a grab bag. Anything Christmas we want to talk about? Christmas morning, Christmas Eve, Christmas whatever. What do you fuck it? Whatever you want. It feels
1: like just yesterday we did the equestrian show.
0: It does feel like that. And then uh, right before Christmas Day, we are watching along live. Last year we watched along, we did a watch along with. uh, christmas vacation this year we are watching it along again but it will be live on youtube 10 30 p.m the 23rd of or we might do it earlier today right we haven't figured that out yet oh uh, yeah we gotta we'll see what we gotta we'll figure that out as we get there as we get there uh, but that's all this week remember to go on and give us a review and we'll read it loud and I'll send you some merch if you email me and I'll get to it I know I'm behind on some but you will get your pins and t-shirts and stickers and everything and we'll be back next week with another Rad Years Podcast talking more retro Christmas <laughs> I'm RK <Arke. laughs> Squeezer see you guys see ya
3: Nights and night I've set my